रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी Folks, during the day he plays in movies like Wake Island and The Bell for Adano, but in his off hours he's a gentleman farmer. Yeah, yeah. And on my farm I got the smartest little hen you ever saw. This hen lays an egg every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but on Friday she lays three eggs. She likes the weekend off. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in the Life of Riley. The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. Five million farmers and ranchers raising fine meat animals. Six hundred thousand men and women in more than three thousand five hundred meat packing plants. Four hundred thousand meat retailers, all doing their level best to fill your daily needs. On behalf of all these, the American Meat Institute brings you the life of Riley. Well, if peace and quiet ever reign in war worker Chester A. Riley's little California bungalow, leave it to Riley to change the status quo. And right now, something seems to be brewing as we find Riley, his wife Peg, and daughter Babs holding a family council in the kitchen. Now let's get down to the naked facts. Two weeks ago, I came home from work and I hand you four five-dollar bills. Yes, yes, we know that. And I say to you, Dumplin', here's twenty dollars. Go out and buy yourself a new mink fur piece, 'cause the rabbit in your old mink fur piece is getting bald. Oh. Yes, Daddy, I remember seeing you give Mother the money. Okay, when I gave you the dough, Peg, what? Did you do with it? I told you I put it away in the cupboard here in the cream jug. Cream jug. You mean the half and half jug? We ain't tasted cream in two years. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. You say you didn't look in the cream jug again until this morning? Yes, yes, and there are only three five-dollar bills. So five dollars is missing. Daddy, are you sure you gave Mother twenty dollars? That's right. I didn't count it. I just took your word for it. I'm positive I gave you twenty dollars. Four five-dollar bills. You know me. I never forget a face. What's that got to do with the money? Well, Abraham Lincoln's face was on every one of the four bills. Well, where did the five dollars get to? Now let's use logic. You didn't take it, Peg. Babs didn't take it. I didn't take it. I got it. A burglar took it. Oh, don't be silly, Riley. If a burglar did it, why didn't he take all the money? Well, maybe he figured it would put him in a higher income tax bracket. <laughs> oh, Daddy, burglars don't pay income tax. They don't. They can go to jail for it. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I see what you mean. Now let's get logical, Peg. We didn't take it. A burglar didn't take it. 
Your Uncle Baxter is back east. <laughs> hey, maybe Junior took it. Oh, Riley. Why, Junior wouldn't steal. You know that. Of course not. I ain't saying Junior stole it. He probably just took it when we weren't looking. And forgot to tell us about it. Hi, Junior. How's my favorite son? Huh? Uh, okay, Pop. Uh, Junior, look, uh, did, uh, did you borrow five dollars from the cream jug? Me? Well, no, Pop. Hmm, that's funny. I wish I knew where that five dollars went to. I like to know what happens to all our income and outgoes so I can balance my books. You don't keep books, Pop. Well, sure I do, mentally. And if there's five dollars missing, I'm mentally unbalanced. <laughs> You're, uh, sure you didn't take it, huh? Well, honest, Pop, I wouldn't steal. No, of course you wouldn't. I'm talking crazy. Why, us Riley's ain't got a crooked bone in our heads. <laughs> Figured I even mentioned the matter, huh? Okay, Pop. See you later. Okay, uh, well, Junior, wait a minute. What's that you got in that box there? Well, this? Yeah. Oh, just a basketball. I'll see you later. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. A basketball? Let me get a feel of that, huh? Boy, I ain't had one of these in my hands since I played for good old NYU. NYU? Huh? Pop, you never went to college. Oh, uh, this NYU was the New York upholsterers. <laughs> we played in the Industrial League. <laughs> oh, boy, this reminds me of the old days. I used to dribble the ball right down the floor, fast as a pussycat. Dribble Puss Rally, they called me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet you were good, Pop. Can I have the ball now? Mm, hey, this is a pretty good basketball. Brand new, too. Where'd you get it? Well, I... Um, it's for my club's game tonight. Give me the ball, Pop. You might bust it. Look, it's still got the price tag on it. Pr price tag? Yeah. It says four ninety-five. <laughs> That's almost $5. Junior, where did you get five dollars to buy a new basketball, hmm? Well, I, I... I can't tell you, Pop, but... Junior, you took it from the cream jug. Junior! No, I didn't! Look at you. I can see guilty written all over your face. G-I-L-T-Y. <laughs> no, Pop! How could you do a thing like this? Stealing from your own family. Didn't I give you the right kind of upbringing? Didn't we always sneak into the theater to see them crime-don't-pay movies? <laughs> and this is how you repay me. Oh, Papa, I didn't take the money. I'm ashamed of you, Junior. To think that on Christmas I thought enough of you to give you my ruby ring that's been in my family for a hundred years, but you don't deserve to wear it. Papa, will you listen to me? I don't just... want to hear no more. Now... Go to your room and stay there. Look, Pa, whatever you decide to do with me, you... Never mind that. I've already decided what to do with you as soon as I talk it over with your mother. Oh, Riley, I just can't believe Junior'd steal. Neither can I, Peg, but the evidence is as plain as my face. Peg, there's only one thing to do. I'm going to give Junior a licking. A licking? 
Oh, but Riley Jr.'s a big boy now. Oh, don't worry. I can protect myself. <laughs> that boy needs a good old-fashioned shellacking, and he's going to get it. Oh, now, Riley, look, you're just a little excited. Now, Peg, no arguments. I know how to bring up my son. Well, he's my boy as much as yours. Oh, okay, I'll only lick my half. <laughs> Look, Riley, you don't want to do something you'll be sorry for. Couldn't you just give him a good talking to? After all, it was only $5. Only $5. Yesterday it was cookies. Today it's $5. Tomorrow it's Fort Knox. <laughs> don't you see, Peg, this has got to be snipped in the bud. Well, I, I suppose you're right. I'm glad you see it my way. Riley, what are you doing? I'm taking my belt off. Oh, you... You think it's best to do it with a belt? It's the only way. Oh, but Riley, a belt. Oh, I, I know. I, I feel the same way. When I think that just a few years ago he was just a little baby, and, and now... Oh, this is one of the worst features of being a parent. But <laughs> duty is duty, and no matter how unpleasant it is, it's got to be done. Oh, I guess you're right. Okay, here's the belt. Go and do it. <laughs> Oh, no, Riley. No, no, not me. No, 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 Peg. This is no time to get soft-hearted. You've got to be strong. You lick him. I'll cook the dinner. <laughs> well, why can't you be strong? It was all your idea anyway. You're the one who's getting soft-hearted. No, it, it ain't that, Peg. It's... it's I, I just couldn't use my belt on him because... Uh, because what? But, well, uh, well, who'll hold up my pants? <laughs> Well, I'm certainly not going to do it. Okay, give me the belt. I started this, and I'll see it through to the end. Well, Junior, I'm giving you your last chance. Are you ready to confess you took the $5? I didn't take it. Okay, that settles it. You're getting a licking. Bend over. All right. Uh, wait a minute. I'm giving you your last chance. Are you going to confess? No. Okay, that settles it. No more talk. Bend over. I'm bending over. Wait a minute. I'm giving you your last chance. <laughs> Did you take the money? Come on, Junior. Cooperate. <laughs> I told you I didn't. Okay, that settles it. I ain't the type that shilly-shallies. This is the end. Come on, end over. I mean, bend over. All right, get it over with. Don't tell me what to do. You've got to be taught a lesson. Well, I might as well get it over with. Uh, why don't you say something? What do you want me to say? Anything, Sonny, as long as you make me mad. I've got nothing to say. Uh, trying to braze it out, huh? Okay, you better hold on to something because this is going to hurt, Junior. Okay, here it comes. <laughs> and let that be a lesson to you. Is that all, Pop? Well, I uh, don't think I'm getting soft-hearted. The reason I stopped is, it's, uh, 
It's, it's on account of the war effort. The, the, the government wants us to conserve clothing, and if I gave you the licking you deserve, I'd wear out the seat of your pants. So I'm postponing your licking until the war's over. That's okay with me. But I'm still going to punish you. You, you ain't playing in the basketball game tonight. Oh, no, no, Papa. I gotta play tonight. It's for the championship. You heard me. No basketball tonight. And no more basketball this season. But, Pa... You're gonna spend your spare time working and earning enough money to pay back the five dollars you took. Well, I'll do anything you say, Pop. But please let me play tonight. Please. Just tonight. No. It's time you learned that people have to pay for the mistakes they make. And if I ever catch you doing a thing like this again, you and me are through. Now put that in your pipe and smoke it. And don't ever let me catch you smoking. <laughs> In a moment, we'll find out more of the mystery of why Junior took the $5. Uh, or did he? Right now, this is Ken Nile speaking for meat. On all sides these days, we're hearing this question. Where's the meat? Well, all kinds of meat, including the choicer cuts, such as steaks, roasts, and chops, are going to the armed forces including established Army and Navy bases, to military rest homes, to training centers, to Army and Navy hospitals, and on to ships and submarines with refrigeration facilities. Now, against a slightly decreased all-over meat supply, the government has the greatest meat needs in history, nearly one-third of our total meat supply. Tonight, I'm going to try to analyze the current situation here at home. Perhaps when you think of meat, you think in terms of steaks, roasts, and chops. Did you ever realize that even in peace times, there never were enough of these choice cuts to go around? But where are these cuts going? Well, you know that the men right at the fighting front get most of their meat in the form of compact, easily transported rations, which do not require refrigeration. But they do get their meat, and lots of it, and they get it regularly. Yes, millions of tons of meat are going to our fighters on five continents, on seven seas. It's plain arithmetic when war needs go up, the amount of meat left for civilians goes down. The War Food Administration estimates that there will be 127 pounds of meat per civilian this year, as against 143 pounds in 1944. That's less for us, but it will keep up the supply for the boys at war, and that is the number one job of your meat industry. All meat, regardless of kind or cut, is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, Riley is still convinced that Junior stole $5 from the cream jug and is determined to punish the boy by not allowing him to play in the championship basketball game tonight. But, Daddy, couldn't you let him play just tonight? No. I said no basketball for Junior until he pays back the $5. I know, but he could start his punishment tomorrow. Let him play tonight. The game means so much to him. He's He's got to be taught a lesson, Babs. You'll understand better what I'm doing when you become a father. I mean, when you... <laughs> no. Oh, but Riley, isn't it enough that you gave him a whipping? Whippings are all right in their place, but you also got to impress the boy's mind. <laughs> Junior. He made a date to take his girlfriend, Marilyn Mars, to watch him play. Now I guess he'll have to stand her up. If she's the right kind of girl, she'll wait for him until he gets through paying his debt to society. <laughs> for heaven's sake, Riley, stop talking as if Junior was a criminal. Well, that's what he practically is. 
No wonder he was so brokenhearted when Shaky got frozen stiff. Now, look, Wait a minute. Marty, don't you think you're being... Junior! Is, is that you at the front door? Yeah, it's me. Come in here. What do you want? I thought I told you you can't play basketball tonight. Well, I'm not going to play basketball. I'm, I'm going out to see if I can get a job, like you said, to pay back the money. Oh, okay. If it's for a job, you can go. Uh, Junior? Yeah? Uh, be careful how you cross the street. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be careful. Uh, who's that at the door, Junior? Oh, it's Mr. O'Dell, the undertaker. Well, tell him to come in. I am in. Greetings, Riley. <laughs> How are you, Digger? How's with the undertaker, huh? How do you do, Mrs. Riley? Hello, Mr. Odell. Ma'am? Hello. You're all looking fine. Very natural. Uh, thank you. Uh, will you excuse us, Mr. Odell? Well, come on, Babs. We better do the dishes, dear, if we're going to the movies tonight. <laughs> movies? That's all the ladies think about. Ah. Uh, I'm very fond of the cinema myself. Riley, did you happen to see a film called Arsenic and Old Lace? Well, no, dear. Don't miss it. It's about two old ladies who poison 12 men and bury them in the cellar. I sat through it twice. It was awfully gay. <laughs> It must have been. Well, what brings you here, Digger? Oh, I've come to cheer you up in your hour of need. Riley, why didn't you tell me? Well, tell you what, Digger? That you had to pawn this valuable ruby ring. Digger! My family ring! Where did you get it? In Tubbin's pawn shop. I knew you wouldn't part with this ring unless you were destitute. Why didn't you tell me you were heading for the poorhouse? I'd have given you a helping hand. <laughs> I didn't pawn this ring. I gave it to Junior. He pawned it. That kid, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Yes, boys can be very annoying. They annoy me constantly. Lately, half a dozen young hoodlums have disturbed me at my work by gathering in the doorway of my place of business and chanting a song. Well, why should that bother you? They always sing, Don't Fence Me In. <laughs> well, Riley... I am glad to see that you're not flat on your back. Uh, financially, that is. Well, I must be running along. Oh, now. yeah. Well, thanks for everything, Digger. I'm, I'm a little short of cash right now. I'll, I'll pay you what I owe you for the ring tomorrow. Oh, it's only $5. Take your time, Riley. Digby O'Dell is always glad to carry his friends. <laughs> Here you go. Peg. Peg. Come here, quick. Peg, look at this. Oh, it's your ruby ring. The one you gave Junior. Yeah. And how does he show his ungratitude? By hocking it in the pawn shop. Oh, no. First he steals a $5 bill. But he couldn't hock that. So now he's pawning the family jewels. He's disgraced us. Now, wait a minute. Oh, Harry. I can't get over it. Pawning the family ring for five bucks. He ain't even smart. When I was a boy, I used to get seventh for... I mean... Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Junior got five dollars for this ring. Yeah? Well, there's something funny about all this. The basketball cost five dollars, and he got five dollars for the ring. 
Then why do you have to take five dollars from the cream... Jo- Riley, are you sure you gave me four five-dollar bills? Oh, sure, I'm sure. Well, maybe you lost a bill or dropped it on the floor or mislaid it... Peg, Peg, I remember perfectly. Why, I was wearing a suit I got on now. I had the four five-dollar bills in the little watch pocket so I wouldn't lose them. I remember giving it to you. I put two fingers in my little pocket like this, and I pulled the money out like... Ah. Uh. What's that you took out of your pocket? Ah, uh, that's, that's nothing. Nothing. Uh. Don't say nothing, nothing. I saw something green. Now, what is it? Uh, that's, uh, it's a piece of lettuce. I couldn't finish my lunch. But I, uh, I, uh... Let me see that, Riley. Oh, uh, well. <gasps> it's a $5 bill. So you did have it all the time, and you... No, 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 peg, 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 peg. There's, there's a lot of $5 bills. The, the mint is having a big year. They're oh. making a lot of money. <laughs> Riley, that's the $5 bill you accused Junior of stealing, and you might just as well admit it. Yeah, yeah, I I guess it is. What a revolting development this is. (laughs) I said he didn't take it, but you wouldn't listen. Oh, no, you had to go ahead and call him a thief and ruin his basketball game. I'm a failure as a father. Well, what are you going to do about it? I'm a problem parent. (laughs) Peg, do do, you think... Do you think he'll ever forgive me? You better do something, and right away, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Junior. Uh, uh, Junior, darling. He's not here. Uh, you made him go and get a job to pay back money he didn't take. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I gotta find him. I, I gotta... Oh, uh, maybe that's him now. Oh, oh. Oh, it, it's you, Marilyn. Well, well, come in. I want to speak to you, Mr. Riley. Who is it, Riley? Oh, it's, it's Marilyn Morris, uh, Junior's little friend. Junior's fiancé. <laughs> Junior's fiancé. Uh, excuse me, Marilyn, but isn't it a little late for a 12-year-old girl to be out? Twelve and a half. Uh, pardon me, madam. <laughs> anything wrong? Plenty. Mr. Riley, after what you did to Junior, I think you're the meanest man in the world. Well, I... Accusing your own son of being a thief and stopping him from playing basketball. And giving him a beating besides. What? You mean to say he beat Junior? With a leather belt. Mrs. Riley, I don't see how you can live with this man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You shouldn't say things like that about Mr. Riley. I have a right to criticize as his future daughter-in-law. <laughs> you sound more like a mother-in-law. <laughs> well, anyway, we know now that Junior's innocent. Yeah, but he, he didn't have to pawn the family ring. Oh, but you don't understand. He had to pawn the ring, otherwise his club would have called him a thief. Watch. Nobody's going to call my boy a thief. (laughs) Just a minute, Marilyn. What's all this about Junior's club? Well, Junior's treasure, and he lost the $5 that the club saved up to buy a basketball. So he pawned the ring. Well, why didn't he tell me about it? Well, he knew how much the ring meant to you, and he didn't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, I see. You see the kind of a son you have, Riley? Gee, 
How can I ever make it up to him? I've got to do something nice. I know, I'm going to buy him a new lawnmower. <laughs> but, but all this wouldn't have happened if he'd come to me for the $5 in the first place. Well, that's what he should have done. But Junior isn't always as bright as he should be. A lot like his father. Ah, he's my boy, all right. <laughs> well, he may improve. Oh, gosh, I'm glad it's all settled. Oh, but it isn't. You're forgetting about Junior. He can't play in the game tonight. You made him take a job. Well, he can quit, can't he? The game ain't started yet. Where's Junior working? 120 Magnolia Avenue. He's got a hard job, too. Never mind, never mind. He ain't going to do it. Marilyn, you go down to the gym and tell the coach Junior's playing tonight. We'll go and get Junior and have him down at the gym in less than a jiffy. Come on, Peg. I'm ready. uh, Wait a minute. I almost forgot. Where's my belt? What do you want with your belt? I'm going to give it to Junior. What? I'm going to give it a junior, and then I'll bend over. <laughs> One twenty. Here's the place, Peg. Hmm. It's a funny place for Junior to work, a private house. He's too young to be a butler. Uh, Junior. Oh, Mom, Pop. I'd have brought home the five dollars. You didn't have to come for it. <laughs> no, 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 Junior. You don't understand. Everything is okay. But what do you know doing? all about everything? And I ain't sore about you pawning in the ring and, and you're playing basketball tonight. And, and will you take me back as your father? Oh, gee, Pop, sure, but... Come on, Junior, dear. You'll miss the game. But I can't leave my oh, job. You, you, you go to the game. Whatever you're doing, I'll do it for you. You will? Gosh, thanks, Pop. Well, hurry up, Junior. Oh, so long, Pop. So long, Junior. So long, Peg. Have a go. Oh, hey. Wait a minute. What am I supposed to be doing here? That's it, Pop. But uh, that's a baby. Yeah, I got a job mining the Reese's baby. They went to the basketball game. But I can't mind this baby. This ain't my type of work. I'm a riveter. Uh, uh, Peg, you mind the baby. I'll, oh, no, uh, I'm going to the basketball game. Come on, Junior, dear. So long, Junior. Junior, Peg, so... Peg. Pipe down, you. I'm... I'm not talking to you. Don't go. There, there, baby. There, there. Rally party will pick him up. Mm. Holy smoke, is this kid homely? (laughs) Oh, walk right, all right. You're beautiful, love. (laughs) I got this kid in the palm of my hand. (laughs) Listen, baby, will you please dry up? Oh, I I know what's wrong with, with a baby. Oh, yeah, you ate too much. Wait a minute. Roddy Party knows what to do. He's going to pat you with a back and make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that nice? Very low-type kid. Didn't even say excuse me. We'll be back in just a moment. 
I hope the red stamp situation won't make you women feel you have to give up those good meat breakfasts we've been talking about. For a good meal to start off the day, let's say you'd like to serve each member of your family of four a slice or two of bacon with the breakfast eggs. You can do it with only a quarter of a pound or one ration point. If you want to serve some good nutritious liver with it, watch for pork or lamb liver, which requires no points. Or liver sausage, which is delicious when served hot at breakfast. That's point-free, too. And how about that good old English dish, grilled kidneys, that rate close to liver in proteins, minerals, and vitamins? That won't take any of your precious points, either. Though, you see, there's more than one way to keep the proteins of meat in your breakfasts. All meat is rich in the right kind of proteins, right for growth, right for tissue repair, right for good red blood. That's why meat is a yardstick of protein foods, because meat measures up to every protein need. And remember, these nutritional statements just made about meat are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. And now, here's a word from the star of our show, Riley himself, William Bendix. Folks, there's a war on. No, I, I don't mean the one that the Germans and Japs started and that the United Nations are going to finish. I mean the war against infantile paralysis. The deadly enemy of your child and mine. So, let's all join the March of Dimes. Send your dimes and your dollars, if you can, to President Roosevelt. Remember, a dime that you send marching may help a little child to walk. Follow the life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, and presented by the American Meat Institute next week at the same time. Next week, Riley goes to a lodge initiation, and the results are black, blue, and disastrous. This is Ken Dial saying, see you next week. This is the Blue Network.